On today's episode of Scientific Healing, you're going to hear... Left my teaching profession behind. And as I did it, I realized that, you know, so much of what I was teaching was actually mindfulness. I was teaching the kids, hey, you know, don't be so focused on the past. Don't be so focused on the future and what you think might happen. Think about now. Live in the moment. Can you be happy now in this instant in time? Here is today's scientific healing tip. You know, a lot of us try to change our habits, whether it's an eating habit or a chewing your fingernail habit or just a poor habit, no exercise habit or not drinking enough water habit. And um, a lot of people try to change everything all at once, add one thing per month. And that would mean, for example, today you decide you're going to drink more water. So you set your alarm and every two hours, let's say you drink a glass of water and by the end of the day you've eaten your, you've had your eight or 10 glasses of water, depending on how big the cup that you drink is. So now you're going to establish little habits like this that will help you move forward. And I've reserved time on my calendar for anyone to uh, connect with me and that connection you can get at my website, um, scientifichealer.com forward slash appointments. And that way you can uh, reach out and we can have a discussion on how you can live your best life ever, um, especially in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships. Hello everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified results for hundreds of my clients and healing students. Discover how you can energetically attract or repel new clients when working as a healer or coach at scientifichealer.com forward slash success. Well, to switch gears, what is your success costing you? So many people are focused on their achievement that they forget to consider themselves in the equation. I know I'm guilty of that, as are many healers, coaches, doctors, and other professionals and practitioners. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce my guest on today's show, Bruce Langford, who has a solution for that. He helps people regain their inner calm. As a way of history, Bruce has become passionate about helping bullied children in 2003 when he saw firsthand the negative effects of bullying in the school where he taught. He left his teaching profession to become an entrepreneur and coach and has delivered anti-bullying and respect presentations nationally and internationally for over a decade. Bruce now coaches those that are in stress and overwhelm with their lives to bring inner calm and peace using a practice called mindfulness, which is really sweeping the country and far beyond because Bruce is in Canada and uh, because of the amazing positive results they've gotten. It's now in programs, in schools, and several big companies like Google, Aetna, and General Mills who have embraced mindfulness as it has changed the working environment, but it actually saves millions of dollars in healthcare costs and retention costs. Bruce has learned from amazing, successful people who have mindfulness nailed. 
people like Pat Flynn, Jay Papasan, and John Lee Dumas. He passes this wisdom on to his clients. Let's let Bruce tell his story. Hi, Bruce. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Anastasia, it's, it's a real thrill to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I can't wait to, to tell you more about mindfulness. Yeah, so Bruce, you know, everyone has a person, very personal story on how they got started down the path to helping people with whatever they do. Could you tell us yours? Well, when I was, when I was young, when I was a kid, I was a young teenager. I was so stressed out. I had this anxiety and I had no idea why. I didn't know why I felt the way I felt. I, I had this high squeaky voice because I'm sure I was just, you know, filled with tension and anxiety for whatever reason. And it went on for a very long time. And I, I asked people for help, but nobody really knew what to offer me or how to help me. Eventually, I did get help. And a therapist worked with me and she said, look, I can help you. I can help you with your voice. I can help you drop your voice down to where it's supposed to be instead of with this high squeaky little voice. And so because of that, it was like a new world for me. All of a sudden, I thought, oh, I could be a teacher. I could be a singer. I could, I could be an entertainer. I could do some of these things that were, that were hidden way deep inside me. And I always thought, no, there's never any way I could do those things. And I didn't know a thing about mindfulness at that point. But I did know that I wanted to be myself. I wanted to be open. I wanted to feel my emotions. And so I became a music teacher. And I was so excited because I could share my uh, musical ability with the students. And, and it was also exciting. But it came to a point where I looked around and I noticed that so many of the children were being bullied and picked on and nothing was being done about it. And I felt terrible. I just thought, you know, somebody should do something about this. And I thought, well, who better than me? You know, like somebody might as well be me. So I started a musical anti-bullying program and it was uh, met with overwhelming success. And I went into hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of schools, became an entrepreneur, left my teaching profession behind. And as I did it, I realized that, you know, so much of what I was teaching was actually mindfulness. I was teaching the kids, hey, you know, don't be so focused on the past. Don't be so focused on the future and what you think might happen think about now, live in the moment. Can you be happy now in this instant in time? And I'm like, hey, just a minute, this is mindfulness. And I just started teaching. Well, we didn't have, we didn't have a word for it back no, then, we, right? Because we you, were, you were like really at the cutting edge and the early, kind of like the early adopter of this kind of thing. And now it's just like all over, like a few minute meditation, a few minute breathing in and getting focused and centered. Yeah. So it's you, everywhere, except mm -hmm. the last place it seems to be moving into is the corporate world mm -hmm. because it has moved into the schools. It has moved into, you know, mainstream, the cover of Time magazine. You don't get much more mainstream than that. But now corporations, CEOs are realizing that, hey, 
if we can teach mindfulness to our employees and help them be happier, be less stressed, not be so worried about the future, then guess what? We start making more money because you know, our employees are not leaving. Our employees are happier. They're becoming more productive. All of a sudden, it's turning into dollar signs for so many people. And it's also making people happier. So what can be better than that, Anastasia? I can't think of another reason. And, you know, the sad fact is until you tell them, look, it'll help your bottom line. The sad fact is that nobody's going to do anything. But, you know, it's it's, you know, the employee retention. And also I used to have to take mental health days. Right. I would use all my sick days for the whole year to take mental health days because the I, I worked in corporate for five years right. and you know you, you can't stay in this like it's like this buzzing beehive all the time it is and you know exactly what it's like it can just pull you down it can drag the energy right out of you and so we <laughs> Need to be doing things on a regular basis to make sure we keep that energy and we keep feeling good Wow, so you you went nationally to speak and probably also into the US, right? So yes. you went nationally in Canada and then into the US to talk about, you know, mindfulness for for bullying and that has I know that in many schools it has really solved the problem, especially inner city schools where it's the worst. It's made a huge difference. Happier children, happier teachers, and not only happier, but they're just, they just feel so much better on a day-to-day basis. They're accomplishing more. They're not feeling like they're a failure. They're, that voice in their head is not controlling them. It's made incredible differences. Well, and you were doing it in uh, as a music teacher, which is also a good place to bring kids because, you know, they can feel accomplished by learning music and singing. And I know that some of the uh, programs in music were also spread nationally because they saw what good it did. Like the people that become good musicians or singers actually accomplish more in their other areas. So you had the double barrel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I started, but of course, all I realized was, hey, music feels good. Music is something that I just really resonate with. And I think I can help kids be happier too through music. Yes, absolutely. So you got you, you like I said, you really uh, uplift kids and they also as they grow up, I know when I raise my kids, they pass it down to their kids. Everything that they get when they're younger, they pass down to their kids. So, um so then you became now you're a coach. So how did you get started in that? Well, I got started with coaching just because there were so many hurting people out there mm-hmm. who reached out to me and they saw what I was doing mm-hmm. and they they said, well, hey, can you help me? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. And it's just been incredible working with with people, with individuals, with groups and consulting to going into companies. I just love all of that. It's just such a such a rewarding thing to be doing. So let's talk about, you know, when somebody comes to you, uh, like, what are they telling you? What are they asking you to help them with? And then what happens? Like, 
you know, the before and the after, just to give people a really clear picture of what's going on. Yeah. They're coming to me with a feeling of overwhelm and a feeling of incredible anxiety many times. And I use an acronym when I start working with people and the acronym is Calm now, C-A-L-M-N-O-W. And the C at the very beginning of it stands for check and evaluate. Where is this person right now? So that's what I do when somebody comes to me. I check where they are and I Mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions and do a ton of listening and learn where they are. So that's my first step of of that process. And, and once you figure out where people are, then it's a lot easier to move forward, see where they need to go, where you want to go. And, you know, it's people are, their eyes are open. They're suddenly like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize this is where I was right now. This is, this is terrific. I just had that conversation with a client just before we got on this uh, conversation now. Um, she's like totally stressed out and she sees clients all day long. And I said, well, you have a little break between clients. Just use that to take some deep breaths and get centered. And she goes, well, I never thought of that, right? And it's so simple because our days are chopped up. You know, you have breaks. If you're working in an in, in a company, you have a break that's mandatory every within every two hours. Mm-hmm. And so even after two hours, but if you're seeing clients and you're coming once an hour or you're on the phone once an hour, you always have that little break between clients, Right. So it's simple to remember if you start cueing yourself in that way. Right, exactly. That's the thing is to use that break uh, in a smart way so that you're, mm-hmm. you're changing the way you're sitting or standing, you're moving around, you're, you're doing something that's quite different from what you had been doing. And that's, that's one of the tricks is changing all through the day. Do some of your work standing up, do some sitting down, you know, get into all these different positions. And of course, don't forget to move and exercise, move your arms, move your legs and move your arms into the other zones so that the left right brain can communicate. And as you move ah. your right arm over to the left sphere, that's a good thing. And there are exercises you can do. Just Google brain gym exercises and this can really help you to feel refreshed that's awesome that's a really awesome tip everyone take note and do it now right (laughs) yes so so what so what's the the result like they come to you completely overwhelmed not knowing where to go and they're stressed out and tired and they just uh, some people go "I, i just don't even know why i'm doing all of this but i have to keep going somehow Exactly. And with some people, it's only in a month or two, some people it's six months. And it always seems like a revelation to them. They'll say, hey, Bruce, I just noticed yesterday, I'm not feeling that feeling of anxiety anymore. Just it's gone. It's vanished. What did you do? You know, and it seems like it's a mystery. And it kind of is, except, you know, mindfulness sounds kind of to some people like hocus pocus or something because it's the thing is it's not difficult 
That's what throws us off. It's not difficult. It's actually easy and it's actually too easy. And it's not time consuming either. A lot of people think, oh, it's just going to take so much of my time and I'm already overwhelmed. What you're giving me one more thing to do. That's right. So many times you can do this while you're doing something else. You're standing in line at a checkout in a store and you can practice mindfulness right there. You can practice deep breathing. You can control what your thoughts Mm -hmm. are. And those few moments in that line can change the next hour of your day because you're so relaxed. You're in a different space because of mindfulness. Yeah, it's awesome. And the thing that's interesting is now there's a lot of actual physiological, real biological studies that show how even just changing your posture can actually lower your cortisol levels like rapidly, dramatically, and also raise testosterone so you feel that oomph and that power back in your body again. Exactly. And even I don't get up and move around enough. I keep reminding myself, though, I'll set timers on my phone, you know, and I'll I'll use methods like that to like, okay, Bruce, you've had an interview for an hour or you've been coaching for an hour or so time to get up, time to move and get your body moving and change direction. It makes a difference for all of us. It does. And, you know, especially those of us that do the helping, we have to remember to do it for ourselves. It's true. Yes, we do. (laughs) So so we're going to take a little time for break right now. And after the break, I'd like to talk about some really tough cases and how you solve them and maybe uh, deliver a couple of more juicy tips to help people get going. Absolutely. Right. So I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. And today my special guest is Bruce Langford, mindfulness expert. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into his process and show you how you can regain your inner calm. Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Business owners, CEOs, and other C-level suite professionals hire me so they can stay healthy and function at optimal levels. Now, healers and business owners such as coaches that work intuitively and are empathic hire me to build their six-figure practices. In my programs, we do this energetically and with sound business principles. You know, the old ways of marketing and selling simply don't work with empathic, intuitive individuals. Things like um, pointing out the pain points and uh, turning up the pain, it's just simply out of alignment with the way we operate. So you're probably wondering, what is it that we do now instead to attract our ideal client to us? I have four steps that work really well. These are my top tips. One, clean up your intentions towards your prospective client. The first thing is that if you are in need or lack, it's like wearing a repellent around you. People will think that you are wanting them only for their money. When you are in abundance and generosity, they will be magnetically attracted to you. Tip number two, clean your language up. What happens too often is that we get so excited about what we're talking about that we use industry buzzwords. Things like high-density lipoprotein, for example, or uh, the lifeline on the palm if you're a palm reader, 
or if you are a healer, people will use things like aura and chakra. This instantly cuts the communication and doesn't allow you to build that deep level of trust and that deep bond with your prospective ideal client. Number three is to clean out your own energetic, um, emotional, and relationship baggage. That will also act as a repellent if you're operating from a place of anger or disappointment or jealousy. You will um, have trouble attracting ideal clients. I did this with uh, one of my clients who had not been able to attract new clients for six months. And I did this, cleaned up her energetic space, and in a matter of four hours, she booked six new clients. That was miraculous for her, and it saved her practice. Number four, and that is step into your own value. Understand what you have to offer someone else and how valuable it is. That will allow you to charge appropriately, and the universe answers by being able to um, create that flow of energy that happens between you and your prospective client. And the final tip is to get off that income roller coaster. That income roller coaster keeps you feeling depleted and it draws your energy down. And getting off that income roller coaster, one quick tip is to be able to develop programs instead of sessions with your clients. These are my top tips for developing a successful practice. When you are ready to develop a six-figure practice, sign up by going to scientifichealer.com forward slash success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for interacting with others positively and effectively. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success to learn how to be energetically attractive to others and magnetically attract people to you. Before the break, we were talking to Bruce Langford about mindfulness and coming to inner peace. Let's dive deeper into this process. Welcome back, Bruce. So good to be here, Anastasia. Thank you. Oh, man, you just have been delivering like lots of juicy content. I'm so excited that everybody gets to hear you talk about this because, like you said, it's simple and it's doable. It is. Yeah. So before the break, we talked about some of your typical results when working with others. Let's talk about a really tough case. What do you recommend for them and how did you solve it? I had a man come to me who had been very successful in business and, you know, his, he had no problem with the, the money aspect of his, of his life, but he had a problem because his wife had passed away from cancer and he said, I don't feel in touch with my emotions. He says, as a matter of fact, I don't even feel like I have emotions. And I've got this incredible pain. And I know it's related to the loss of my wife. I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't feel these emotions. I, I know I'm sad. I loved her. We had a great life together. And yet, I don't feel that feeling of sadness. And we started 
back, you know, evaluating, like I said before the break, we evaluated where he was sitting right there. And we started talking about that. And I gave him some real exercises to do that would help him through mindfulness. And one of them was meditation. And meditation can be a word that some people are thrown off by. He was at the point where he just thought, you know, Bruce, I'm just going to do whatever you tell me because I'm at that point in my life. You don't have to think of it as meditation. You could think of it as, you know, just think of it as, you know, time for a break from your brain. You know, your brain does need a break. And that's what meditation does. But if you meditate for uh, 10 minutes a day for three weeks, your brain starts to change. Scientists have proven this. You know that, Anastasia. Your brain actually changes. The neural pathways change. And so he was very happy to start doing this. And at first it was difficult for him, but we did that. He did some journaling. We worked and worked and worked through several months. And he got to a beautiful place where he said, you know, I feel this sense of joy about the fact that I had this beautiful life with my wife. Mm-hmm. And i I'm been able to grieve, but the pain of losing her is not there anymore. I feel a joy having had this experience with my wife. And so we worked through a lot of levels, a lot of, uh, a lot of layers there. And it was very worthwhile for him. He was, he was happy. Right. To- and, and the tools, the tools that you named, you know, the journaling and the meditation and all of that. Um, one of the things that I find when I'm working with people is that they're so pulled out of their body. And that's really what grief is about, that you had an outside event happen to you, and then you're just pulled right out of your body. And those tools that you named, you know, the journaling, the deep breathing, the meditation, that all brings you right back into the now and stop focusing on that. And that's really, a you know, a really simple but but effective and powerful way to even uh, get over grief because so many people are grieving. Look, I I went through the grief process when my mom died. And, you know, what's interesting is you never know what you're going to run into until it actually happens to you. It's kind of like having children. No one can describe to you what's going to happen until it happens, right? And so, so I did those exercises and in a short amount of time, it was, you know, I finally felt like myself again. But I know people that grieve for 20 years and can never get get themselves back. Sadly, there are people who grieve their whole lives mm-hmm. and they don't know they're even grieving. Yeah. And sometimes they die with that grief still in them. Mm-hmm. I worked with a, a woman who whose husband was an alcoholic and he and she had two teenage kids who were causing all kinds of problems in her life. And she felt like her kids and her life and her job and her husband were all controlling her. Mm -hmm. And it was a very frustrating feeling for her. And we worked as well with her using many of these same techniques with her. You know, what helped so much was nature. Mm -hmm. She needed to allow herself to get back into nature and to get out there and experience the trees and the earth 
and the ground. And she said, oh, I went out today and I would take my shoes and socks off and I felt the earth and I felt more grounded. And we worked for months. And again, she got to that point where she, she said, you know what, Bruce, the world isn't controlling me anymore. My awesome. teenagers aren't controlling me anymore. I decide I'm in charge. And those kinds of things can happen because of mindfulness. Yeah. And those, those are all actually, you know, the grounding uh, They're all the tools, many of those tools I used and helped my clients with, and there actually has an energetic and real life basis. You know, the, like I say, scientific healing, there is a science basis for all of it. And that grounding exercise, it's just uh, with nature, like going out in nature, what it does is it allows you to release everything that we have. Like, you know, we're in like here, you can see my office. I see your whatever. I, I, I'm an intellectual, so I have a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> so, but our environment, once you get out of the environment, you just become you again. It's really important to get yourself out of that environment and like for me, my favorite thing is to pull off my socks and shoes and, and go to the beach and, you know, yeah. be in the, the shore. So that's why I live near the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a beautiful feeling. And I didn't even yeah. mention water when I was talking. Yeah. Water, so water is very soothing powers, doesn't it? It does. Very soothing. You know, even a bath with salt in the bath water to mimic the ocean, that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of releasing everything that's not us out into the water and down the drain, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> So, so can you give us, like, we've already talked about your top, you, you already talked about some really amazing tips. So if someone were in a, like severe overwhelm and anxiety at the moment, what would be like one of your, one or two of your very top tips? Like what would be the first person you would, the first thing you would tell that person? Well, the first thing I would tell them is to be aware of your breath. And let's talk about breath for a moment. And first mm -hmm. of all, this seems unusual, but breathe out and push it out and push it out until you have no more air that you think you can push out. And then when you're ready, take a breath in through your nose, just a little sniff of a breath and then another one and then another one. And you will fill up your lungs in a way that your lungs have not been filled up for some time. And just feel that fullness that you feel with your lungs being full of air and that you're, you're filling up downward, downward toward your abdomen. You're just filling up till your, your stomach feels like it's stretched because you feel like you're filling up with all this air. And when you're ready, let it out. And take some time to be aware of your breathing as you do that several times and just focusing on your breath and focusing on how much breath you're actually filling up with is very powerful. And Wim Hof created an incredibly powerful breathing method, which I think is excellent. So if you ever want to do more with breathing, look up Wim Hof, H-O-F-F, because he has excellent breathing suggestions. Breathing is the beginning of getting to that place 
of relaxation. Yes, and spiritually, what breathing, you know, filling your lungs up, it is actually uh, taking up space. So the more you fill yourself up and expand, you are telling yourself that you have the right to take up the space. So being here in the now, it allows you to basically embrace being here, you know, because when you're in anxiety and fear and overwhelm, you're telling yourself, I really don't like this. I don't want to be here. But that breathing is, is masterful for getting someone right out of that. How confident you start Mm -hmm. to feel as you fill up with air. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing feeling of confidence. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And you got one more for us though. That's the first one. And then what would you tell them next? And then the next thing I would tell them is to let go and Don't be thinking of, you know, trying to make more money. Don't be thinking of trying to achieve, trying to do all these things. Let it go and take some time for yourself. And if you do that through journaling, that's fine. Just sit down and write about what matters to you at this given time. And when I say you, I don't mean the material things surrounding you, like, oh, I want a new car or I want want more money. But what really matters within your soul and just give yourself the space to think about those things and not be pushing, 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 trying to make things happen in the world, allow things to happen instead. Yeah, it's better to to be pulled in rather than push your way in, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. because when we push, we don't know it, but we're actually pushing things away. Oh, awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> so allow it, right? Because a lot of people say, how am I going to accomplish things if I'm doing that? And the whole thing is that the how you already know. Yes. And you just have to ask for it. And I remember way back when, when I was going through divorce and I was like in a not a very good emotional place, I, I went to a self-help group and I, I just said, my son just tore all holes in all of his pants and I don't have any money to buy new pants, you know, just like not in a good place. And one lady says, oh, so new patches on all the pants. So I brought her all the pants and she sewed patches on for nothing. And we became good friends after that, right? But all you have to do is ask. Just yeah. put it out there and and things will appear, right? Exactly. <laughs> put it out there. And it may seem strange, but just put it out to the universe. Put it out there and you'll be surprised what happens, just like your story. Right. So so I know that you develop you know, your show, you have a show called Mindfulness Mode at your website, mindfulnessmode.com. And you put this show out and you're, you're doing this. A lot of businesses just never get off the ground. Like they fail in the first year or two, but you've been doing this for a long time. So what's your secret to longevity? My secret was that when I started, whatever I started, and the show is one example, when I started, I didn't think to myself, oh, I'll give it a try. I didn't think to myself, well, we'll see how it goes. I didn't think to myself, I'll just give it three months. I didn't think any of those thoughts. I just thought, I'm doing this thing. And that's the same when I was a teacher. It's the same when I did anti-bullying work. 
I didn't think those thoughts of, you know, let's see how it goes and then I'll, I'll think about it. Because I think those are a recipe for disaster. And I think that's what a lot of people in business do. They think, oh, well, I'll try it and see how it goes. And they don't stick with their idea enough, but they haven't given it an intention. And if you truly give it an intention within your mind that you are going to do this, that's all there is to it. You're burning the boats. There's no other way that, you know, you're not, not thinking, oh, I have a backup plan. No, I don't think so. Backup plans, no, they're no good. Yeah, it just sounds me. like you just were deeply committed to yes. this path. And there's, of course, you know that there were people waiting out there for you to help them, right? I found that out. Yeah, they're yeah. waiting. People are waiting for us, whoever, whoever of you are helping other people get out of whatever miserable situation they're in. They are people praying for you <laughs> to True. appear in their lives. And you just have to show up. So putting out the show, like I have this show, you have yours, putting out the show, putting out, putting it out there. I'm here to help going and speaking. You're, you're putting it out there and people will show up. It's like, true. It's true. I just received an email yesterday from a man from Lithuania who listens to my podcast. He said, every day when I drive to work, I listen to you and I'm trying to learn better English and it's helping me with that. But more than anything, it's the mindfulness. It's the way you're talking about mindfulness and mm -hmm. it's helping me so much. And I'm like, wow, who would have figured in Lithuania? There he is enjoying the show and learning from it. Yeah, and one of your one of your listeners is from Abu Dhabi, <laughs> and he he contacted me and he says I'm from Abu Dhabi. You probably don't know where it is, and I said, Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little chat with him. Yes, cool. So, right. So he told me that he heard me on your show. Okay. Yes. So. Um, and what is it besides your commitment? What is it? What makes you different from other people with your skill set? You know, there are a lot of other people talking about mindfulness, but what do you do different? Well, I think the thing is that I've worked for over 10 years in bullying prevention. Mm -hmm. And so many people say bullying and mindfulness. Oh, there's no relationship there. Well, there's a huge relationship. And of course, one of them is that we bully ourselves. We, you know, we allow that voice in our head to be a bully and we listen to it. And sometimes we're afraid of it and try to push it away. But that is a bully. That's our own inner bully. And after working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the bullying space, I know a little bit about how that works and about mindset and how we can deal with it. And it's not about pushing it away, just like I said earlier. It's about noticing it, allowing it, and then there's a, a way we can change it. We can spin it differently so that then we're empowered, not disempowered. So oh, absolutely. Help with all of those things. Yeah, when I when I would have a chance encounter with someone and uh, they would be a little bit abusive and then I would just walk away and just sort of wash my hands of it. People say, "Aren't you going to do something?" I go, "No, he's got to go home and live with himself." <laughs>
<laughs> well, you're absolutely right. And I haven't found very many people who work in mindfulness and bullying. So that's what makes me different. I, I oh, work yeah. in the whole field of bullying prevention and I understand it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And mindfulness is really the way out. Yes. It really is the way out, especially for children. You know, um, the interesting thing, I went to Australia and I spent a few months there and my children were in the schools there and they have that mindfulness thing. This was way back, you know, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. They already had this in the schools. They had um, children that were you know, disabled or in wheelchairs or had something where they could, had no control over their body, but they were all participating and they had friends just as well as anybody else. So they already had that mindfulness thing going. And you can see how dramatic that uh, change can, what a dramatic effect that change can have where people then become more tolerant of one another and more understanding. And then all of the abuse really stops. Yes. Oh, so, it's right. Amazing how it changes. The yeah. whole dynamic changes. Exactly. So I, I can't wait for it to really come into now because even going on the internet, you can get flamed by somebody. And this has been going on for a long time where people hide behind anonymity and do things that they would never do to your face. Right. True. And so we need yeah. to get mindfulness out there a lot more, which is why I'm happy oh, to be spreading true. the message with you. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many reasons to be more mindful. Exactly. And what's the biggest lesson you learned that to do over again, you would pass on to someone else just starting out? Well, you know what? I, I would say that that is be yourself, be authentic, allow yourself to mm -hmm. just be you. And I think the tendency is, you know, you know, look out there and you think, oh, there's this thing going on or this person's got this business. I'll try to be something like that. I'll, I'll base it on that. Well, be yourself. Now, it's true. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to allow yourself to shine through allow your personality to be what it is because there's a whole lot of people out there that will appreciate it. And yeah. of course there are people that won't, but that's okay. They're going yes. to be looking after somebody else's work. So well, just I, <laughs> right. I always ask everyone, do you like everyone? And they'll say no. And I say, well, why do you, would you like expect everyone to like you? It's an easy trap to fall into, Anastasia. You know, we think, oh my gosh, somebody doesn't like me. Like, I get that. Like, it's like, oh no. You know, I remember I was doing an anti-bullying program one time and this gym teacher came up to me and he said, anti-bullying and you're doing music. What a stupid idea. Oh, that is, that is like the stupidest idea I've ever heard that you would be doing music with Andy bullying like oh and he just shook his head and walked away and I thought oh you know? and then later I thought well okay. don't knock so it till you try it to, like, you know? there are a lot of people that do I, I get like about 99 percent of the people telling me how much they loved it and enjoyed it and everything else so I thought okay that one percent it's okay if they don't like it yeah, so basically you're separating the yeses from the noes. Yes, that's what you're <laughs> and, doing. And not trying to turn noes into yeses. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so for people, you, you have a free gift um, that you can offer the listeners. And you told me, so um, tell us about it. 
Yeah, so you can go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash calm, C-A-L-M. And you know what it is? It's, it's a PDF that will help you with some basic aspects of your own mindfulness. And you can post it up on the bathroom mirror, or you can post it in your kitchen or in your office, wherever. And it will remind you of some of these things that we've talked about today. And I won't give it all away, but it is really terrific to be reminded throughout the day of these mindfulness practices, which can keep us on track, keep us grounded, keep us focused, and ultimately help to keep us happier. Yeah, and not pulled out of, you know, this and that and the other thing, right? True. Yes. So that was awesome, Bruce. Thank you so much for coming and, you know, being on the show. I just like, I, I can't wait for this to air. <laughs> Me too. I'm yeah. so excited. It's so much fun to talk with. You. I loved having you on my show too. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah. So everyone, thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Bruce Langford. You can connect with him again at mindfulnessmode.com and to get his um, free gift forward slash calm, C-A-L-M. And let's you and I connect, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success and sign up for your free five-day successful healers program. Some of you that help or heal others intuitively or energetically are unaware of the energetic processes in your body that are repelling your ideal clients. I invite you to a conversation now. I have reserved time on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.